Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the Dead Fuck Podcast. Uh, I'm Dylan, back here again with Ben and Nick. What's up, guys? Hey, how's it going? Hi, Dylan. Hey. <laughs> so, um, yeah, we're pretty much in like the complete dog days of of summer hockey. There's really like no kind of news going around, at least positive news. Um, today we did get a couple of um, signings, both the exact same contract, Sean Couturier and uh, Andre Svechnikov signing matching eight-year, $7.75 million uh, contracts to stay with their teams. Um, I mean, they're both the same contract, but do you think one of them looks better than the other? Yes. <laughs> and it's not even close. You ha- so, okay. Yeah. You have go, a go ahead, you have a twenty one year old who's a, already a stellar hockey player, and then you have a twenty eight year old selkie finalist that sure. does have. He won it. Has he won it? What year? Like twenty? No. I'll look it up. Continue. Continue. Around. But yeah, I saw a bunch of. Uh, hockey media today being like which contract's better let me know in the comments down below it's like well if you had a brain you wouldn't need to ask which contract is better because you would know which contract is better the Svechnikov contract is so much better than Kachuria's because when um when Svechnikov's contract's over he's gonna be 28 years old which is how old Kachuria is right now and when Kachuria's contract is over it's gonna be he's gonna be like 34, 35, somewhere on there. His Kachuri's contract could look really bad when he hits like thirty three or thirty two, but Sveshnikov's contract's gonna be really good until his contract is up, unless he drops off a cliff, which I don't see that happening, or he has injuries, which could happen, but probably, but hopefully not. He won the Selkie and. In- the season of 2019-2020. 2019, yeah. Wow, I'm surprised Bergeron didn't win it. Holy. Mm-hmm. So I think we know who won this. So I guess I was going to say trade. It's not a trade. <laughs> <laughs> won this uh, argument, I guess, is Sveshnikov. When he's younger, he has more potential at this moment. I just think like when you see a guy that's in his late uh, 20s, now, especially during, um, like this is like his prime. Like he's in his prime, technically in his late twenties to mid twenties. Um, is, and any anywhere up from that is a bonus. But if he starts to start plateauing and going down, then um, that deal's looking pretty bad. I think it's actually like, I guess compared to Smetchnikov's, it looks. Maybe a little high, but I don't think it's a bad contract at all for Couturier. Like, this is the guy who's put up 70 points. Like, as you said, a Selkie winner. And compared to a lot of other contracts handed out this year, I don't think it's that bad. 7.75 for him. I mean, he's got I mean, no he's got no move clause. He's got zero no move clauses. So he's he's there for, like, he can leave whenever he wants, if he wants to. If any team wanted to trade for him, like, there's no... Um, there's no clauses in his contract, his new contract. Yeah, I don't think it's bad value. I just think the Svechnikov one is 
<laughs> it just looks like way better value because he's yeah, super he's younger young. and the the ceiling is is a lot higher on on a player like him. Yeah, he's only played three seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, last year he had fifty five games played. He had forty two points, fifteen goals, and twenty seven assists. Um, pretty good for a second line player, you know. Second first line player. He's probably getting most of his points on the power play as well. Um, oh yeah. Obviously, obviously, we don't really watch Carolina very much. Um. Yeah, they're they're always going to be a playoff team too as well. Like, um, when I look at Philly right now, it's the most confusing team for me because, like, are they? Did they really improve goaltending? I don't think so. Improve their defense. Uh, Ryan Ellis. Well, uh, yeah. there's just there's just so many question marks on that team. Like, will Carter Hart actually come back to where he was before last year, where he was a really really good goalie? Because like last year he was horrible. Last year, I mean, the whole Flyers team was, was really bad. And then like, will the older guys like will Giroux still be good next year? Will Will Kateri live up to his contract now with seven point seven five? You I catch th- yourself almost saying Voracek on that because he's not on the team anymore. No, I knew Voracek. That was, <laughs> there, there you go. There's another one. How well, how well will Cam Atkinson do on this team, and where, oh, and, and which line, which which line will he be on? Like which, um, which forward line will he be on? Yeah. And then, like, will guys like Konechny still do really well? I think he'll do. I love that guy. That guy's an amazing hockey player. Yeah, he's sneaky good. Really good to hear a lot about him. Yeah, and then like yeah, well, how well will their defense do? How well will Ellis fit in? How well will Ristolainen fit in? And Yandel, <laughs> and Yandel, Keith. yeah, Keith, Keith Yandel. Um, I I just look like with Philly, I always look at their goaltending because that's. I remember when Carter Hart played really well his first year there, and they're like, oh my god, this is the godsend of. Um, like Ron Hextall, like this is our goalie since Ron Hextall, <laughs> and he struggled really bad last year. The um, whole the whole team struggled really bad last did, year. It did, but most of the focus was on goaltending, right? And then now they got Martin Jones instead of Brian Brian Elliott, and I'm thinking, is that really a, an improvement? Martin Jones has been really. I I don't even know how to describe Martin Jones. He's, he's just what, sub sub nine hundred the last he's, four years. He's just there. He's like he was he's, start, he's literally the starting goaltender of the San Jose Sharks the entire time, and nobody really talked about it because he would go on a heater maybe for a couple of games. And then I I don't know don't know how he's gonna be this year. Like yeah, her can't play all the games, right? So it's. Obviously, going to do a tandem. So I think that's how you're going to win now. I don't think it's having one starting goalie unless you're Vasilevsky or um, Carey Price, but he's getting older, so he'll need or or tandem. Thatcher Demko. <laughs> yeah, or Thatcher Demko. <laughs> uh, yeah, but um, so they have so it's Carter Hart and uh, Martin Jones. I would just, I would guess that. They're gonna want Carter Hart to at least play like forty-five to fifty games, I would imagine. Unless he's playing absolutely horrible, then they'll do like half and half with Jones and and Hart. So I mean, if Martin Jones can come in and 
play those the rest of those 30 to 30 or 30 to 25 games i mean he doesn't have to be an all-star caliber goalie he just needs to come in and like win them a couple games when carter hart can't play like on those back-to-back nights like he just needs to play well enough so that the team has a chance to win like he doesn't need to steal games he's not gonna steal games i mean it's martin jones we're talking about here yeah fair enough but i mean carter hart's the guy that needs to steal games he's the guy that they need to rely on to win games if they're up by one in the third period with like 10 minutes left in the game yeah, you're not gonna do that with Martin Jones because he he ain't that great anymore. No, but you got the you know the ultimate D pairing of Ryan Ellis and Rasmus Ristolainen in front. Yeah, yeah but they can't the be on Flyers, the Flyers. Um, the Flyers' goaltending history, like <laughs> I know, I know it gets talked about, but like when you go back, like I'm going back through the years. And the number of guys that they had where it's like if they had just held on to that guy for a few more years. Like they've got Carter Hart, who I would hope this year kind of bounces back to to that rookie season. But before that, they were running Brian Elliott. You know, arguably a starter. Steve Mason, who started out hot in his career (laughs) and then kind of fizzled out. The whole Briz experiment. That never worked. Oh, God. They had Bobrovsky, who they ended up trading, which that didn't look good. He has, what, three Veznas or two Veznas now? Yeah, he's got two, I think. Before that, you go to guys like Brian Boucher, Ray Emery, Martin Baron, Antero Nidimaki, Robert Esch, Roman Chuckmanic. Like, They're all goalies, I remember. Ron Hextall in like the 90s. Yeah, like not since like 98. Maybe the late '90s when they had John Van Beesbrook. <laughs> not and since again like, got rid of him. Or did, or did yeah, he like show not up since after, they had uh, Ron Hextall. Have they really had like a? Did he show up after he played in Florida, Van Beesbrook, or before? After. After oh, so he's washed then. Yeah, Robert Esch. Yeah, Roman Czech <laughs> Wow. All their hockey cards somewhere. Somewhere. We'll, we'll just say that cards are a work in progress because we don't know if they're going to go up, if they're going to go down again. Well, it seems that they rely a lot on their goaltending more than. You know, well, then how much of a. We're going to find out how much of a loss slash gain they got with that. Like the three team trade when they got Ellis and then they gave up Patrick as well in that trade. Mm. Like, we're going to see how much better or worse that really made them. Unless Carter Hart just come, just has like a Vesna type season and he's like, oh yeah, whatever. Last year I sucked, but this year I'm going to be Carey Price in his early 20s. So it, it really could go either way, I think. Yeah. I uh, guess. I, I still think that uh, contract, like you said, Dylan, looks way better than Terrier, but we don't really know what the outcome will be until, you know, Couturier falls off a little bit or if Svechnikov even falls off because we, we really don't know these contracts. 
It's most like most likely like like the Nuge, or um, this is what eight years at five, five and a half or something like that, five point three or something. Yeah, five point five, I think. Yeah. So, like you know, he's not probably going to be the best by the last three or take. Mm-hmm. Just have those security years. You just put those security years in for make the player feel good, and then. We'll kind of go from there. Um, but as long as he's able to contribute in those first kind of five years of that contract, I think that'd be what they want. Then Ooh. it's then it's whatever GM's problem in the future, right? That's always the the saying. That seems to be yeah. It seems to be trending more and more that these long like we saw the long contracts way back like ten years ago, even more than that, like fifteen years ago maybe after the lockout. Oh wait. When they started signing those like 13, 14 year contracts. Double check. And then they, yeah, and then they scaled back. And now it seems like teams have kind of realized they can keep the cap hits low now, especially in the flat cap, by signing a max term, like seven, eight year contract. But I don't know. I wonder what the league's going to look like in seven, eight years. Obviously, you'd expect the cap to go up and maybe some of these don't look so bad. But, um, yeah, I think there's I gonna be a lot of GMs gonna be dealing with dealing with these types of contracts, like dead yeah. contracts in yeah. in five years. I expect there's probably gonna be another lockout. Probably. Well, I'm looking at the Flyers team on Cap Friendly, and I think they might have some issues next year. Cause right now they are right at their cap hit. They have $381,000 left in their cap space and they've signed at least from the looks of things it looks like they've signed everyone they want to sign I don't see anybody that's still in RFA or UFA but they're, they might have some issues next year because they need to figure out if they want to re-sign Claude Giroux and his contract's 8.275 that's going to come off the books next year but are they going to re-sign him and if they are going to re-sign him what's that contract going to look like and then they need to sign Joel Farabee to an RFA contract. They need to sign Morgan Frost to an RFA contract. And then they need to sign Rasmus Ristolainen to a UFA contract. So I think they might have some issues next year with their cap. Yeah. Plus, Kozuru is already 33 years old. Yeah, he's 33 and he's making 8.275. So is he going to be like, oh, no, I'm still worth that for like two or three more years? Or is he going to be like, no, actually, I'm going to take a team-friendly contract so that you guys can actually sign these these younger players, and we can actually like have a team to like make a cup run, like we did back in what was it, 2010, when they played the Blackhawks? Yeah, 2010. Um, yeah, because they made it in. They made it in by uh, winning that shootout against the Rangers. Oh yeah. And they went all the way to the finals. Yeah, and then Kane scored the goal that nobody knew was in other than him. Against, uh, what was the goalie's name? Oh. Oh, wow. Michael Layton. That's who it was. Was that their goalie? Oh, my. Michael Layton. Wow. Uh, that's, a, that's a head scratcher right there. Yeah, that's oh. like when Martin Gerber played for Carolina. And then like, oh, <laughs> wow, he's really good. Well, that's surprising. They're like Yaroslav Halak for Montreal or whoever, whatever team he played for when he was actually kicking ass. 
Yeah, it was yeah, Montreal. Montreal? Okay. Yeah, he was really good at Montreal. Now, now he's all right. Oh, don't worry. Yeah, yeah. We have to just say he's all right because you're, he's on your team now. Well, like, so. yeah, we we already talked about that last time. Yeah, we but... did. <laughs> <laughs> um, do we want to move on to the NHL 2022 debacle going on right now? Debacle? Okay. <laughs> debacle. Right, yeah, so um, EA dropped the uh, NHL 22. They called it gameplay trailer today. Not really. Um, it was basically four and a half minutes of just whatever. I, I think there was only, there might have been less than a minute of actual gameplay. I think it was thirty four seconds. Yeah. Um, like I've been playing the NHL games every year since I think NHL like two thousand maybe NHL ninety nine. And, like, maybe it's just because, like, we're getting older. <laughs> but, like, the games of the last, really of this console generation of, like, the PlayStation 4, the Xbox One, that generation of games, like, to me, they just have had none of the same, I don't know what you call it, like, the excitement or the features or... Feel, the emotion. They just weren't as fun as, like, yeah. some of the old Plus. games. I mean that it's supposed to be fun anymore, right? It's just supposed to be like it's so competitive, and everything needs to be competitive, even though they think that um, casual fans of the NHL and of other sports want to play a game that's not really built for casual play. It's built for competitive and pro players, and that's all they really care about because that's the only way that they get money other than us buying the game. Um, I, I I played FIFA. I played FIFA for so long now since FIFA 14. So I've, I've dealt with all the the BS of EA and same with the NHL as well. But usually when I buy an NHL game now, it's not until it's you know been knocked down like a price because <laughs> so, I just can't I can't do it. Well, well, like what is like I watched the bar down YouTube video when uh, DZ was interviewing one of like the lead developers for Angel 22 and one of the questions was like what will what's like the one feature that will make people that are skeptical about buying the game want to buy the game this year and the guy literally was just like oh yeah like like we said we have the new frostbite engine and it makes the guys look a lot better than what they looked like before and uh <laughs> Yeah, the frostbite engine. I'm like, okay, and is there anything more just other than the players looking better? Because like, I don't care what the players look like. I'm not one of those guys that's like, Sidney Crosby looks nothing like what he looks like in person. I'm like, you can tell it's Sidney Crosby by his number on the back of his jersey. Like, who cares what his face looks like in a game where you barely even see their face unless it's like a cutscene or something. It It feels, just watching the trailer, like it just feels... Like another polished, like oh, it looks better. Like the lighting looks better, and the the player models they do look a lot better. In some ways, they, it was I don't know. It didn't seem totally done, but like from what I saw, it had like I don't know. I guess it was more contrasty to make it look good. Yeah. But like it's the same like animations. Like when a goalie falls down, when a player shoots, when a player celebrates, it's all the same stuff yeah, the- we've seen for like seven years now. 
they seem so bulky. Like they seem like they're just their shoulder pads are like way too big. They don't look they don't look real. They skate like they're just like big old bruises. They skate like Milan Lucic sometimes, like he's just like 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 all shoulders and no neck and his shoulders just like well, that. Um I don't remember what the technology is that they used in the new FIFA game, like with them like tracking their running and their movement. But in that same interview I talked about earlier, they they talked about maybe bringing that into like the new NHL games, like the next games. Uh, I honestly can't remember for the life of me what the technology is. Like they put on like a suit. It was like uh, what they use in two K for their NBA games. It was like uh, the... right. yeah, it was the what they did in FIFA is they put it an actual eleven v eleven. They had suits on every single player, and they did all the same like. They created a game inside the game where they're able to take specific key parts from what an actual football player can actually do. You know, it's a lot more physical when you actually yeah. have an 11v11 game and it's not, you know, stopped every two seconds and they want this, that, and the other thing. Exactly. I think yeah. that would actually be better for an NHL game too. Well, especially with the actually just play. Especially, like, because, like, football, like, or soccer, soccer is, like, Sorry. and... Um... <laughs> It is a like aggressive game, like an aggressive sport. Like obviously you're not, you can't hit or like you can tackle, but like you need to like you can't actually tackle. You need to like hit the ball first or something like that. I don't really know that much about soccer. I played a little bit, but like hockey is one of the most physical professional sports besides obviously like football, like American football and like rugby and all that. So you'd think with the with that type of technology with them tracking movement and also like the physicality of soccer you'd think that that would work so much better for hockey and in the nhl games hmm. yeah no it they just they seem like they're just like shooting themselves in the foot every year they're just like oh, i'll we'll just make another one until we you know develop new technology apparently that they think that's gonna make the game better how about you just let us play the game and experience like it's all menus based now um, and obviously, you do want your money <laughs> through on like uh, in-game purchases and like, the whole thing, and yeah, like that ultimate ruined team. all the sports games. Did game purchases 2K, is a huge NBA two K. Yeah, two K. It's it's not even really about the game play anymore. It's about menus. It's about grinding menus. It's about I mean this player that. You know, has but the menu, the menus aren't even good. The menus are still so slow, and like, yeah, I just feel like it takes forever just to like fire up, like an exhibition game. It it does. It takes like fourteen years just to load up a single exhibition game where you want to play as Canada against the U.S. because U.S. sucks. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Like they, yeah. I don't remember. I think it was. NHL 19 or, or it was either NHL 19 or 20, the last game that had draft champions. Like you drafted these players based off of like a certain um, like a certain category, like oh, Canadian players, like European players, uh, then there's like like speedy players, and then there was players that were like snipers, and I'm like, yeah, this makes me want to play NHL. Like the off, like the quote unquote offline mode. 
because like you could play either online or offline, but I never played online because I'm not good at NHL anymore. Um, but like that made me want to play the game. Like the, I wanted to draft the highest overall team that I possibly could. Like in like in FIFA, when you do the when you draft a team, like that. Like when I played FIFA, that's all I did. All I did was draft, 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 draft. I never played online. I never played Ultimate Team for. I think like the last Ultimate Team I played was uh, in NHL like. 18 but like yeah i'm more focused it's been a while i'm more into like the offline modes like the shootout modes when i play with friends or the franchise. draft champions yeah, yeah franchise be a pro like I'm the i want oh, yeah. i want them to have a better storyline and be a pro than just like these stupid cutscenes that are ridiculously unrealistic like it's so stupid like in every like i've I've been playing Be a Pro in NHL 21, and just like the interaction between the players and the coaches, it's so unrealistic. It's it's not even funny. Like the coach, like in the cutscene when you're actually playing a game, the coach comes to the front of the bench, and then the player just comes up, and he's like, "Oh, you're doing real good out there. That was a great goal." Like that would never happen. <laughs> like no, they just pat you on the back and be like, "Good job." He just pat you on the back or tell you after the game. Which they it do would, do it would that. Never be like, on bench. It would um, never be yeah. like, yeah, it would never be player on the ice, coach on the bench, like in between whistles. Like that, that, that. No, that does not happen. As someone that's played hockey for fourteen, fifteen years, that never happened to me once. That always happened either. Maybe you're just you just weren't good enough to you know get that pat on the back halfway oh, through. Oh no 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 like, no no. The no, whistles. No. That, or that, that wasn't. That was. Uh, <laughs> No, that was definitely not the case. It it either like as I saw players that were so much better than me, like the forwards that scored all the goals, they never got told. Like, yeah, they they never got recognition when they were on the ice, other than like the coach yelling, like "Oh yeah, good goal," but never like "Hey, get over here." Comes to the bench, he's like that was a great goal. It's like, <laughs> coach, you could have just said that when I when I was about to take the face off. But yeah, no. I think... First of all, first of all, no, no offense for saying the team USA sucks to our American listeners because we have those. Um, second, <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, second, I try to drag Dylan into like the online stuff to play, <laughs> play with it, like just just for fun sometimes. Then it's like what we're if we're getting into like the specifics of um, NHL games, the cross crease passes. Goals. Oh god! Every single game, can't fix it. I think they just leave it in there purposely, just to out of spite. Now, um, I think it's been that's been going on for I don't know, like the last five, six, even mm-hmm. longer than that games. No, it's been um, since like yeah, <laughs> NHL like oh four. It's been a thing. Yeah, and then like <laughs> all, like toe toe drag shoot because you know Austin Math like since Austin Matthews is again on the cover, which we didn't we haven't talked about yet. Just um, twice in three. Um, twice in three years that he's been on the cover. Yeah. Um. Uh, has McDavid ever been on the cover? Yeah, he yeah. was 2018. Or 18? 18? Yeah, 2018. Yeah, he should be yeah. on the cover every single year. Yeah. I'm kind of surprised yeah. that um that Drysaddle hasn't been on the cover yet. To be honest, yeah, even even somebody that like Matthews obviously won the Rock of Richard. We know that. it's about marketing. Like is. you can sell Matthews way more than you can sell. Dreisaitl. 
just it's a popularity contest and that's, that's all that's, that's all it really is like why do you think ovechkin was on the cover in 21 because he's arguably the well no he's not arguably he is he is oh, i was i was gonna say arguably one of the greatest goal scorers of our generation but he is the greatest goal scorer of our generation he's At also least. a player like if you were to ask somebody who doesn't really follow hockey like they can probably name Sidney crosby alex ovechkin yeah, like, like yeah, maybe McDavid. Like, like in FIFA, right? FIFA, like Messi has literally been on the cover since I started playing in for fourteen. I think he's been on the cover about eight times. Because everybody, and everybody knows it's either him or Ronaldo, or now it's Mbappe because you know he's the star he's child. A, very, very a, good marketing tool. He's a beast. Yeah. Um. Like personally, I don't really care who's on the cover. Like I just want a, a good game. I want to play the game. Yeah, I don't care who's on the cover. I just want some variety. Like when they had um Brodeur on the cover in NHL fourteen, like that was I was like, Yeah, like get more goalies on there. Like I want to see more defensemen as well. And then of course they put on PK Subban and then after that he was horrible. <laughs> so maybe that's a curse. Uh-huh. Well, yeah, with like the Madden series, it's always been a curse because oh yeah, like they that, always keep getting hurt every single time. That's a Troy definite. And... That's a definite fact. Curse. Yeah, like that's for sure a fact because like it's happened every almost every year. I think maybe like once in the last ten years it hasn't happened, but like every other year something bad's happened to the player that's been on the cover. Um, but yeah, I like yeah, I understand why they. They put Austin Matthews on the cover of Angel 22 again after he was on, on the cover in Angel 20 because he is the most marketable player in the NHL. He plays in the most marketable city in the NHL in Toronto because like Toronto's the the hockey, the hockey mecca of the whole entire North American region. Um, and he's also a very like i don't know what we were to, to describe like he's he's marketable he's like kind of relatable in a way like he grew up in arizona like that's not really pretty a late, hockey he's pretty laid back though yeah i think he's, like he's got more personality than a lot of other like you don't see any other players going out with like bieber to like ufc events and like yeah, like <laughs> being his entourage yeah so like he has like I guess pop culture like relatability like hmm. I don't know he's more interesting than just like a you know like uh I don't know Connor McDavid like you never hear about Connor McDavid outside of Edmonton really outside of Edmonton you see like on Instagram every single post he makes is it's an ad like it's... pretty much yes um oh we also can think uh that they're the NHL is going to put uh Patches on the jerseys in twenty two, twenty three. I think. Oh yeah, like the ad, the advertising yeah. patches. Yeah. Um, yeah. We'll go back to the the game here. I think this game is going to be about the same as the last or four or five. Yeah, I, I just I don't. I, I just don't see it being good. Um, I mean, people will buy it obviously because it's hockey. People love hockey, and it's the only um, one there. Like, if you want to play a hockey yeah. game. You've got no other choice. Oh, like, not... like back in the day, we had like NHL Blitz and we had oh. 2K and NHL Hits. 
Hits and oh man, those those are the good old days. I think we should rank our top three favorite NHL games. Oh, that's um, easy. That's easy. Okay. Okay. Right. So he's go go first then. I don't even need to think about it because I still have my favorite NHL game. It was before 2010. It was, um, I think the first time Ovechkin was on the cover, NHL 07. Yeah. That was oh my god that game when that game came out. Yep, PlayStation Two. Get home from elementary school, play that basically all all day, all night. Because like that was I don't I don't think that was the first game that had um when you would like go up down left right on your right analog stick it would do like the the skill move like it would do it. Six had that first. Yeah, yeah, it was oh six first, but yeah, I remember playing oh seven a lot more than oh six. I think that was because like the Canucks were actually good in in, in two thousand six, so their roster was better in oh seven. But yeah, I just remember playing oh seven, and like even like like a couple of years ago, I played it, and I'm not even kidding. I only used that right analog stick where you did the skill moves, and I think I actually still have a picture of the score. It was it was. Yeah, two hundred and thirty-one to four, just using the skill stick. Nothing else. It was ridiculous. I remember that, and I was like, "I wonder what the world record is for most goals scored in a game." Know what that is? (laughs) Oh man, I remember that. I was like, "Holy!" So that's number one. Yeah, that's definitely number one for me, just because I played it so much and I had a lot of fun with it. Then probably my second one, probably. NHL, um, uh, which one did they bring the skill stick? Was that NHL 11 when they had Eric Stahl on the cover? Eric um, Stahl was 2008, I think. Oh, it was 2008. Which one? Who was the 2011? I can't find Even it. Even Stamkos. No, 2011. No, it was Jonathan Taves. Yeah, Kane was 10 and then Taves was 11. I think I'm thinking of two, uh, 14 12? with Broder on the 12, cover. 12 had Stamkos on it. Yeah, fourteen with Brodeur on the cover. That was probably my second favorite. Again, same with O seven. I played it a lot more than any other uh, NHL game besides the O seven one. Um, and then it, in NHL fourteen, didn't they add in like a whole lot more features because it was the it was the um, it was the the beginning of like the PlayStation three and Xbox three sixty culture. I think so. Yes. Yeah. So that like that game really got me back. It was the back. last one before they went to PS4 and Xbox. Oh yeah, yeah, the yeah the last one before. Yeah. So they added in a lot of new features to that game. I can't remember them right off the right off the bat, but I remember they added in a lot of new features to that game, and it like revitalized NHL because I remember like it is right now in like NHL from NHL like 10 to 13 it was like in the same boat we are right now where it's like the same game every single Mm -hmm. year and they maybe like very slightly have better graphics and like better gameplay and like maybe a little bit better lighting but yeah I remember NHL 14 was like the game that year, that was one of the best games to ever come out in that in that uh, in the early 2010s, just because of how much new stuff they brought in. 
Um, if I had a third, I don't even really have a third. I just I have, picked like, your three. I just, I just have those two. I thought that was three. Like, no, because I I got <laughs> yeah, oh seven fourteen. Oh seven fourteen, and then oh, you just said fourteen twice then. No, because okay. I thought it was um, earlier than that. I thought it was two thousand eleven, but no, it was, it was twenty fourteen. So it would be yeah, oh seven, then fourteen, and then I don't really have a third. Okay. So yeah, 20. just just those two. twenty. <laughs> no, <laughs> nothing recently. Nothing recently. Okay. They're horrible. Dylan, you want to go next? Yeah. So for me, I'm gonna go in reverse. I'll go three, two, one. So at number three. Um, I'm also going to put NHL 14 just because um, I think in that generation of like the Xbox 360 and the um, PlayStation 3, in each game, I felt like you could see growth. Like in NHL 09, they added, um, or like if you go back in 07, they, it was like the new one with the, the skill stick and whatnot. And like, that was the first time you could like control the, like you could put side to side and you're like, Deking with the stick and then in like 09 they added be a pro and they added um i think they added the ea sports hockey league that year and then the year after they started adding like be a gm mode and um the hockey ultimate team and stuff like that and i think nhl 14 was like the pinnacle of that generation like each game improved upon the previous one and like the gameplay was perfect like I don't think it's the gameplay has been matched on any of the like since like I guess NHL 15 to 21 like all the PS4 games or Xbox One whatever you call that generation I don't know um, the the newer it was the newest uh, console at the time yeah like whatever it was, it was that the next generation, generation of console, of console yeah. was called I don't think any of those games have matched the gameplay like the fluidity of it and like it felt fun it felt fairly even like you didn't feel like there was this ice tilt like you have now where you'll be up for nothing and then in a span of like two minutes you're like the game's tied yeah playing the computer um i play a ton of like franchise mode like that's pretty much all i play and to me that franchise mode was like it was the deepest that the nhl games i've ever had in terms of like like it still had the the thing with the cell phones where you'd have like five blackberries and you'd get like trade offers and whatnot like it's kind of silly but like it was it was really really deep that game um yeah so i'm gonna put nhl 14 at number two i'm gonna put i'm gonna go off the ea board and i'm gonna put nhl 2k5 it had marty st louis on the cover oh <laughs> so this game oh. I believe when this game and all the other 2K games, when they came out brand new, they were $19.99. Like 20 bucks got you a full game. And like I said, I like to play offline. This game had so much stuff that you could do. You could play like franchise mode, you could do playoff mode, tournament, whatever. It had like it had this thing called the skybox where you'd go up into this like room as if you're the GM. And you could see like the trophy case, and you could um, you could play like air hockey, and there was like trivia and stuff. Like it was all these like add-ons. Um, 
I liked in the 2K games too that you could have like unlockable things. You could unlock like like the 1973 Canadians or something or like the 1987 Oilers. Things like that. Like I'd like to see the NHL games bring that back. Like a lot of like historical teams and players and jerseys and stuff like that. Um you could do the you could do the skills competition, which like when I was 11 or 12 like that was the coolest thing ever you could do the hardest shot and like fastest skater and whatnot in a video game so yeah i'm gonna say nhl 2k5 at number two and at number one i'm gonna put maybe just purely for nostalgia but i'm gonna put nhl 2004 oh that's what i was gonna say (laughs) (laughs) this game had the best soundtrack of any NHL game um it introduced me to bands like Brand New or... and like, yeah, stuff like that. Was that um, 2003? I think that was 2003. Oh, well, that's my favorite. So <laughs> it had Dynasty mode where you could like buy stuff for like your GM's office, which was so cool. Um, yeah, and like, it's maybe not as refined as games we see now, where like players skate super smoothly and like. Um, you know, goalie animations are like so perfect and precise. It had like an arcadey feel. Like players, do you remember like when players would be like small? Like I remember, um, remember like Marc Andre Bergeron, the defenseman. Yes, he'd be like so tiny in the game. He'd look like he weighed like eighty-four pounds, and, but he would skate like way faster than any other player in the game. Or you'd have big, huge dudes like Chara, where they look like they're like mutants, like they're they look like they're eight feet tall. Like there was this dynamic to the game, which to me made like it made it way more fun. It was kind of arcadey and like silly, and in a lot of ways, it wasn't really realistic. But like I don't know, the game was just so much fun, and I sunk so many hours into that game on uh, on the computer. <laughs> yes. Oh, a time. So, it's a good list. Um, I guess I'll start at three as well. Um, you guys described NHL 14 so well that uh, I'm just going to say NHL 14 for number three because I can't even add anything else to what you guys said. Um, number two... Um, I have, I go way back, HL 99. Yeah. Uh, for, wow. For, for Nintendo 64. Wow, you're and really this, old. They, oh, I know. Um, <laughs> this game. This was back in the time, like, obviously in 1999, you weren't really doing, that was also only six. So, going to be, eventually. Um, all you do is play the games or do like you're either outside playing outside or you're inside and when you had your tv time or whatever you had parents didn't really care you got to play on this tiny little tv <laughs> boxy tv you got to play nhl 99 and you just stay there and sit there and play for hours and hours and hours and hours and hours <laughs> I, I can't even tell you i don't even remember actually playing the game anymore 
I need to play this game again. <laughs> so bad. It's got Eric Lindros on the cover. That's that's how old this game is. Wow. And he's on the Philadelphia Flyers. So that's even more. For me, that was NHL 2000, where you're like, it was like yeah. the first game where you're like, you don't really know what you're doing, but you're like, yeah, you're like, this so is just the best game I've ever played time. in my life. And oh, the celebrations when you scored with the stick, like just like yeah. this, oh, just uh, so much fun. <laughs> You've never had so much fun in your life until my number one pick, which is NHL 2003. Um, <laughs> won the soundtrack. <laughs> Jimmy Eat World, and that's the only song I remember from it. I oh think there was a little God. bit of gob. It had Queens the of the intros, Stone Age, too. Yeah, Queens of Stone yeah. Age. The intro, like, before the game even starts, the cutscenes. With the like, dude doing oh. this thing with his oh hands. Oh, <laughs> Stop. Getting absolutely pumped up. Oh, my God. That reminds me of, like, mid, like, 2000, like, NHL 04 to 07 when they... Like when you were at the menu and you didn't like do anything, and they would play the cutscene of like the the highlight reel goals in the game. I'm like, oh my god, that that's nostalgia for me right there. In the menu, when you start oh. NHL 2003, it either plays Jimmy Eat World or Queens of the Stone Age at every single point. <laughs> it's it's Jerome Aginla who's on the cover. Yep. Um, he takes a fake. Sl- There's no puck. He just takes a slap shot, and it's just. It's just there, but that was the first game where you're able to slow down. Yes, it's slow time. <laughs> yeah, the spotlight and, thing. Yeah, you filled that deep, meter. Deep the goalie. Yeah. So you held like I, I had game. I had Nintendo when I was growing up, so I used to play a lot in the GameCube and Super Nintendo and stuff like that. I didn't really have the PlayStation, and um, I didn't get an Xbox till I was a little bit older. But um, you would press Z, hold down Z. On the GameCube yeah. controller, and you would just stick handle around the. It was it was unbelievable. And I still like if I, I ever wanted to bring my GameCube out, I could play that game again. And NHL two thousand three too, it had like. I don't think it was the first time he was in that game because I don't think I played NHL two thousand two, but it had Jim Houston, but it didn't have Craig Simpson. It had like this other guy, who I think was yeah it was Harry. Was it like Harry Neal or something like that? No, it was some guy who would just like make these really stupid jokes the whole time. <laughs> but like when you're like ten years old, they're hilarious. Oh yeah, Jim Houston. That's probably why I don't like Jim Houston as much now, is because I didn't realize how much oh, of a homer was, he is now. Oh, but he was okay, in so every it, single game. It was um in my childhood. It was Jim Houston and Don Taylor. Yes, Don and he was on Taylor. Sportsnet. I remember he yeah. would do Saturday morning <laughs> Sportsnet, like the whatever Sportsnet Central on Saturday mornings. That's incredible. But yeah, so mine mine is NHL 14. Uh, my second one? 99. 99. And then uh, NHL 2003. Slash 2004, which had the heater on the cover. And that, that just made it better. The only guy that... I know he scored 50 in 07, but he was such an important part of the Thrashers actually being the Thrashers. With Kovalchuk. Oh, yeah. They could have been so good. Well, they could have <laughs> like... been. They, it's just like the... The management kind of screwed that up and not being there in the right time. Oh my! I'm looking at the soundtrack of 2003 and holy crap, dude! Some bangers on there. You were right. There was two gob songs. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody uh, even knows who gob is now. <laughs> or yeah, no. a treble charger? Was treble charger on there too? Yeah. Yeah, the hundred million. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh and oh and headstrong was on here jesus 
Oh yeah. This game, this game would literally get you pumped up to go fight somebody after. The <laughs> it was the same yeah. way. Like that game. Like the gameplay was kind of silly. Like it wasn't oh, yes. realistic. Is the spotlight thing oh. and like, but like it was so fun. Oh. That's that's the problem with video games now. It needs to be realistic. It needs to be like when you look Dude. at like Call of Duty or Battlefield or anything that basically, you know, can relate to human life. Needs to be realistic now. It can't be fucking archaic, like archaic or stuff, because people don't even know what an arcade is anymore because they've never been to one. They don't have them anymore. They, when you see something on the game that says arcade mode, it's it's not on there anymore. It's just like no, it needs to be hut or foot or something like ultimate team. It needs to have one franchise mode. It needs to have, be a pro and has to have as million cut scenes in it because you know that's the point. And then, like, there's all these games that are just, it's not meant for fun anymore. It's meant for, you know, business. <laughs> business. It's, it's, it's all about, nowadays, it's all about making money. It's not about fun anymore. It's like, it clearly shows in how little like, they the, change the game. Look at, like, Grand Theft Auto. Like, they're oh. still doing the GTA online. It's been like, it's almost been 10 years since that game came out. I was out. just going to say, it's been like probably yeah, a decade. It came out, I'm pretty sure, in like 2013. Yeah, and they're still like they're still making money, <laughs> a lot of money. Yeah, that's. I mean, I love my video games just like any other person, but they're they're trying to target us still. They're still trying to target the mid twenties to thirties of where we grew up playing these games. And they're like, hey, you know, you guys can afford it now. You guys can pay for whatever <laughs> we throw at you. Like, yeah, I don't care if the game costs $90. I paid $146 today for a pre-order. <laughs> and phase me. That's, that's part of the problem. That's the yeah. problem. I you're, know, but I, it's you're just, a part of the it's problem. Just the thing. It's just, I need to play the game. I want to play the game. You need to I get keep help. Going, I go into every single game I buy. And I'm like, I'm going to enjoy myself. And most likely I won't. Then I'll get rid of it. You definitely I'll move on won't. to the next one. And that's, what, <laughs> it's just a recirc, it's just circle. Big circle, <laughs> and that ha- that happens to everybody. A lot of people. Like, that happened with me and fuck. That happened with me and um, 2K. Like in, I played almost every 2K game from like 20, ooh, like 2013 till like 2019. I I didn't play 20 or 21 just because I'm like it's literally the same game every year. I'm so done with this. This is. This is, you know, change the colors. They change the colors of the menus, and those two will... games were so good, though. Like, I'm not even the biggest basketball fan, but I would sink mm-hmm. so many hours into, like, yeah, like NBA 2K, like 15 through like 18, probably the same. Yeah, years. they were amazing. They were just, yeah. I, yeah. I told I told fun. you guys earlier that... to waste time on. I told you guys earlier that my favorite game of all time really is like MLB, like 2K10. Oh. And I don't know why I played it. I, I, I went to the store, bought it. I think I bought it in 2014. I was like, oh, I'll just play it. And again, not the best graphics. They're still really good. It's 2010, so they're, they're still pretty good. I just played Be a Pro, and it was so much fun. Or what the version of 2K Be a Pro is. Um, oh, like MLB Road to the Show or something? Yeah. It's unbelievable. And That was... That was, was so me. I've never had so much fun in video games. <laughs> that was me with. I can't remember. 
<laughs> that was me with MLB 2K13 when Verlander was on the cover. I just loved the pitching in that game. Like, you actually, like, for a fastball, you'd go down, then up, and then slider, you'd go left all the way to the right, going down and then up. I'm like, this is this is way more, like, immersive than pushing one button to throw a damn pitch. Like, come on. Like, I know nowadays you can you can pick your pitching style. Like, you can either go, like, the meter pitching, or you can go, like, the pulse meter and then, like, you can do, like, yeah, the the old school, like, right analog stick moving up and down, slider, blah, blah, blah. But it's not the same. It's just not the same. You get that, you'd get the perfect pitch, and you're like, oh, yeah, here we go. It's happening. It's happening. Like, like nothing's got me like that nowadays other than, like, games that, like, aren't franchises anymore. Yeah. I used to play, I used to sit... Like at my at my cottage a long time ago. Yeah, on one of those little freaking small TVs and play Ken Griffey Jr. baseball. Wow. It was nineteen ninety nine or nineteen ninety eight, or maybe two thousand. And it was commentating the like when Larry Walker came up to, <laughs> and like you just it was the most like I, I can't even say if I had fun with a video game. I've had fun, but I haven't enjoyed myself for a long period of time anymore because it just doesn't thing appeals to me such a long period of time. Like, oh yeah, okay, well then guess what? The next game's gonna go. Especially with sports games, because the next year there's gonna be another one. Well so it's the same game every year. It's just the the rosters change and like the ratings change, but like they're adding a new team or something like that. Yeah, really. Like there's very, very minimal change unless there's like, they just pull their heads out of their asses and they're like, Oh, actually we're going to, we're going to actually make some changes this year and it's going to be for everybody. And it's not going to be just for the competitive players that play this game until they literally have sweat dripping off their hands. You know, we're going to actually make it out for those people that played the games in like 2004 and 2005 and 2006 that were we didn't even have online at the time and it was all just fun and games and blah 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 and it's like that ain't ever gonna happen anytime soon they all way they all care way too much about money nowadays and it's i mean it's i mean i would care about money if i was them but like me as like the player i don't give a shit about the money just turn into a lucrative business. Just make it. Just make a damn game where I can actually play it for multiple, multiple, multiple hours and multiple, multiple days and multiple weeks and not be bored. Yep. The same old crap every time. And it's an, it's annoying. And like especially with these kind of games too. Just last thing. Um, you wait for content drops because majority of them, it's it's like oh we got these special cards. We got. Um, again, pay to win. You can buy packs. You can buy this. You can buy that. And like, stop. It's it's all pay to win. It's it stupid. Is. It's and stupid. No matter what they say, we'll never change that. Nope. They'll be like, oh yeah, I know. We're definitely get like it's banned in multiple like European countries. Some of the stuff. Yeah, because um, it's basically gambling. <laughs> it's, a for, it's a form of gambling um, for children. Yes, it's because you're not actually. Is it what? What do they say? Because it's not actual money being like it's being transferred, but it's not technically real money, it's not you know, gambling, 
but it is. It, 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 it's it's all based on odds, right? And they make the odds. So you're it, it's the house. They're the house. Exactly. And the house always um, wins. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um I just want to throw in this last thing. Not not about the NHL game, because yeah. Um the uh Phoenix Coyotes will not be or the Arizona Coyotes will not have a home next year. Oh yeah. Everybody forget about home, that. That whole debacle. Do you uh know how much money they owe the city of Arizona or the the town of Glendale? It's millions. <laughs> yeah, it's like 1.4 something, 1.46 million. And 400,000 of it is um, backdated four months. Jeez. They owe... And I, th- I recently saw another thing saying that they're probably going to be relocated by... Have to be relocated by... Uh, 2023, Gary Bettman and them were saying something around that. That whole team, like I, I understand that Arizona is it's a good hockey market. Like you got yeah. the now you got the what is like it college Arizona it, State or yeah ASU ASU is booming. Yeah. Whoa. Hey Ben, uh, Ben, you just lost one of your depth players. <laughs> Dominic Cahoon will be leaving the NHL and signing a three-year deal with SC Burn per Swiss media. Oh, no. <laughs> no. They hyped it up so hard last offseason that him and Dreisaitl are going to... Like, they played together last when they were, like, 16. Like, <laughs> they were hyping it up that, they, that those two were going to, like... Be like return David Andy and to what they were when they were like kids and like rip up the league because they're both German. But I'll see you at home when we play for the German national team. Then yeah. <laughs> whatever. German national team is actually very good. Didn't they win the bronze medal in the last Olympics? They won the silver medal or the silver? Even better. Yeah, they beat Canada. <laughs> Speaking of Olympics. Oh yeah. Oh look so, yeah. That transition. Yeah, Arizona Arizona's screwed. And now we're gonna move on to um <laughs> Hey that okay, one one last thing. Arizona well, I was like, just this... gonna say with Arizona, because you're talking okay. about the arena locations. Cause in Arizona or in Phoenix, no, in yeah, the state Glendale. of Arizona. Yeah, they're basically out of Glendale now, right? Yeah, they have to be. And then the, they said the next closest town is like Tempe. But I think there's an arena there being built for ASU, but it won't be ready for like another two years. Something like that, yeah. And the arena that's there has like a 5,000 seat capacity, which you can't. I mean, maybe <laughs> maybe the Coyotes only get 5,000 people, so they'll have a full house. But yeah, like, I can't I really look at their, uh, I haven't looked at their, you know, fan totals. And then they said if they were to go play at the arena where the Phoenix Suns, the NBA team, plays, it would be the same issue that um, the Islanders had a few years ago, where that arena... Oh, like they in Brooklyn? Yeah, where the arena's built for basketball, so the sight lines are pretty oh. bad for a hockey game. If a car's in the corner again? Yeah, like, and it just wouldn't be ideal. It looks like a European rink where it's like Skoda across the side, and um, suck along the top of it. <laughs> So I, I agree with what you're saying. Like I <laughs> I was so excited too because like the Coyotes this year they're bringing back the um the Kachina like full time and I'm like yes. Yeah. Like those were the best jerseys 
as silly as they might have looked. Like <laughs> they they just look so cool. It's just so different, and it's not yeah, some. Yeah, that's exactly. It's what not, it's yeah, like, so different. It's not yeah. some. No offense. It's not some like crest or like yeah. No offense to Toronto, but it's not like some crest that's been the same thing since they came into the existence of the NHL. And it does, it, and it looks cool. Like it doesn't look weird or stupid. It actually looks really cool. Like I would want that jersey if if someone was like, "Hey, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get you this whatever jersey you want, but it can't be like a Canucks jersey or anything like that." But like, I mean, sure, I'll take a Arizona jersey. Sure. I don't know who. I don't know who that. I don't know who I would put on the back of that because like. <laughs> Don't. Get Louis Erickson or something. Don't. <laughs> oh yeah, Shane. Paul Bissonette. Yeah, Shane Don't actually get show. Paul Bissonette. Number fifteen. <laughs> no. Um Yeah, but that if if the Arizona Coyotes are gonna relocate to another t- city, it means that uh Austin Matthews won't be there in twenty twenty five when his contract ends. So <laughs> That hey, doesn't mean he's staying in Toronto. Ah, no, it doesn't matter, though. <laughs> it's not going to be in Arizona that I have to hear for the rest of eternity. Sure. Keep your hopes up. Yeah. I will. You should know that's the dumbest thing you can do as a Leafs fan. Is worry about the future? No, is keep your hopes up. Uh, hope, is, hope is just, you know, there. It's all you got. It's all <laughs> I got. You know, because this is the year we got to do it. If not, everybody's leaving. Sure. So excited for the Amazon documentary where we get to <laughs> listen to uh, what's his name? Will Arnett talk about how his team hasn't won a championship in 54 years. Yeah, thanks, Randy. Yeah, no more toaster, no more toaster uh, stuff, sir. It's going to like the I refer to Steve Daniel again, their podcast. Um, like they picked the wrong year to do the uh. No, they picked the perfect year to do it. Yeah, no, no, they, no, 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 no. They, listen, listen they to me. Picked a perfect year. What are you talking about? No, not the losing part, but I'm talking about <laughs> the. This is the all or nothing year, like this year. This is the not, year coming up. Yeah. This is the year. Yeah. If, if they do not make it past the first round, Lewis is gone. Keith is gone. Somebody big is gone. You think? I'm Dub- assuming Marner. You think? You oh think yeah, Dubis Dub- Dub- is gone. Yeah, he's gone. You're Shanahan, not... Shanahan might be gone too because it's it. There's nothing worse than a Toronto team losing, and then we have to hear about it. And I'm one of the fucking people. I'm one of the people. Excuse me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm one of the people. Um, and uh, yeah, no, it's it's gonna be okay. Okay, let's. I think this is it. Is it really in the Michael Jackson documentary? Is it actually like say the Maple Leafs? make the playoffs, but then they lose in the first round again this year. Let's just say the worst-case scenario happens. I mean, that's not worst-case scenario. I mean, that's worst-case scenario if they make the playoffs. Yeah. But say they make they the playoffs. They don't make the playoffs. It's over, too. So. That's, that was, that's what I was going to say is worst-case scenario is they don't make the playoffs. But worst-case scenario if they make the playoffs, they lose in the first round again. Is it really Dubas's fault, or is it the players not playing up to their like standards oh. in the playoffs? Cause, oh. like, well, this, this year is the players. Like Dubas only has Dubas only has a certain amount he can actually do to the team. And would you say that he's done a horrible job trying to put the right players on on the team? No, I'm not saying that he has done. He's done all he can, but exactly. But 
he could have done something crazy this year. Like what? He could have broken up the four. The four? Yeah, so yeah. he could have broken up. Yeah, get rid of it, it came to that point. He could have. <laughs> We're not getting rid of Tavares. Um, you should. He's he's there forever now. He's we got him locked up way too way too long now. God damn and he's it. so yeah, like it has to be this year is the last year of the Dubas era if it's going to be because it, it we need a little bit of a change here because he literally said I'm going to keep these guys these are the guys I have to go with. It's because you went down to them and gave them whatever they want. No, I think he's saying that, and he has to. No, no, because I think he's saying that because they knew those players. Like they're Mitch Marner's not dumb, and Austin Matthews isn't dumb. They know Austin that, Matthews like, I have no problems with. But. <laughs> well, like they know that, like their ass is kind of on the line. Like that rumors are circulating, and that like their names are being floated out there. And I think he said that just to like instill confidence in them. Like for now, like I trust you guys still. Like. Don't worry. You got you got one season. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think he said that out loud. But he hasn't said he it directly, but thing. he should. Um, I know it's it's gonna be do or die, really. And it's just kind of coming to the limelight now that this is like we're getting closer to the start of the season or preseason. Um, Forgot that Austin Matthews had wrist surgery in the last oh, week yeah. as well, and hopefully he's back. You know, he said he, he should be back. What's I mean, unless, unless there's like Rashard didn't really look like he needed the surgery, did it? <laughs> okay, well, wrist looked pretty fine all season. Yeah, I mean, do you th- too much about it. I wonder if that's why they lost three one, or they blew three one in the first round because Austin Matthews needed wrist surgery, and he's like, "Nah, no, I'm just gonna keep playing." I think it's, I think it's due to the uh, Galchenyuk, Caulfield, Suzuki line that was out there. Um, huh? <laughs> I just wanted, I wanted to confuse you. Uh, I thought it was because you know, the first overtime goal was just a fluke where he gave up a two one zero, which I've never seen in a playoff game in my life, but. Um, I just, I just joked that Galchenyuk was on the Canadians, and then people keep saying that he wants to go back to Montreal and reignite that line. I'm like, geez, he's still a free agent actually at this moment. Yeah, yeah. Which I wouldn't mind taking another shot at Galchenyuk. He's pretty good actually. Um, I love, I love that we had typical, a- typical podcast though. You know, right back to Leafs because. I love that we had a perfect transition to talk about what we were going to talk about next, and then you're just like, no. No, I didn't no, do it. Dylan no. said, hey, I'm I here did. talking yeah, about Yeah, but I didn't expect we're, you to dive into the Leafs chat. We're going to talk about the Leafs more because, you know, the Leafs are just a bunch of, yeah, we're, we're the, quote-unquote, we're the shit in the NHL. Uh, did you say we are shit? <laughs> no, you're the like oh. you guys are that team that like everyone knows like in the NHL. What, it's like oh, the polished turd of the NHL. Yeah, <laughs> I love that quote so much. Can... <laughs> Dylan, Dylan earlier said polished, and I knew what he was getting at, but I wanted to just finish the sentence. <laughs> I love that quote so much. Oh my god, it's so funny. Um, so yeah, Canadian Olympics. Oh. Um, yeah. Will it even will it even happen? 
the Olympics are like five and a half months away. Yeah. And the players, like, I don't know. They've said, like, yeah, we're going to. I think the last thing I saw is that they're planning on going, but like, I don't Do think they'll believe it until I see it. All of the COVID restrictions, because it's in China this year. So that's yike, yike. That's that, that would kind of scare me a bit. And the other ones were in Japan. Like so, yeah. The summer, the summer ones, like there's not very far away from each other. I know one's an island, but one's not. So. <laughs> I mean, one's got a much larger population than the other one, a little bit. But yeah, um, China's one one point three billion people. Yeah, ridiculous. Trans getting there. Um. Yeah, I I hope they go because I'd love to see the um. The NHL players back there, but I also think with the Olympics, isn't it just amateur sports or amateur athletes? Yeah. Technically, like, I always kind of look back at that, but you got to watch that Canada USA game. That's the best part. I didn't part. watch any of the 2018 Olympics. Me neither. Because the NHL wasn't there. Yeah, I didn't watch it. I mean, all. I also didn't watch it because it was in the middle of night. Well, yeah, it was like, it had really weird Two in the morning. hours. It yeah, it was like 3 a.m. start time. Yeah. Like, I'm not watching that. Maybe if it was the NHL Remember. players, I would watch yeah. it. For sure, like yeah, when they won in 2014, yeah, they played. The game like, was on at 5 a.m. or something. Yeah, like it was on at five in the morning. I got up and watched that game. So did I. <laughs> so. Three nothing. Yep. So, yeah. So if we're we're gonna operate under the assumption that they're going, going and it's kind mm-hmm. of as normal, like what we saw the last handful of Olympics prior to 2018. Um, so there's a couple of projected lists out there. Um. Sportsnet put one out before the season started, and then, um, which I think Chris Johnson did, and then TSN put one out the last month, uh, where Craig Button and Mike Johnson um, basically put together their predicted rosters of who the Olympic teams were, and they're pretty similar. There's a few names that kind of um, they had some differences, but it was mostly like bottom line guys. Um, so I thought maybe I would just kind of go through the roster really quick or kind of we'll work through the roster really quick and just see what we think. So maybe the most difficult spot to predict this year compared to previous years is in net. Um, I didn't think we were going to start with the goalie. <laughs> no, we'll start with the goalies. We'll start with the hard ones. Oh, God. Okay. So like in previous years, it seemed like there was always kind of a clear cut one yeah. or two, at least two guys who were like at the top of their game. Like we had mm. back in the day, we had Broder and and uh, Cujo, Luongo and, Luongo and Broder, and then Carey Price um, in 2014. Who's the backup? That was, I think it was Luongo. Okay. I and was Mike like, Smith I was on that team too. Oh, yeah. Vet. Uh, but this year, it's kind of weird. Like, none of these younger guys have kind of emerged to dethrone, I guess, the, the last gen. So it seems like Carey Price and Marc-Andre Fleury are still the still the guys. The winners. I, I put Fleury first, to be honest. Mm. I know. I, I, I still, man, he won the Vesna. I know it was a pity Vesna, but like. And then his team uh, traded him. I know, it did. Yeah, we didn't talk. <laughs> did we talk about that? We did talk about it. Okay, we did. Like, did we talk? We didn't. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, I think it was more just of a shock. But 
If he has um start to his season this year, like last year, um, I think I think he goes he starts. But I mean you can you could alternate between Carey Price and Andre Fleury pretty easily. Oh, yeah. Probably throwing Darcy Kepper there. Um, yeah, so that's the question is who the... Th- like, in reality, I don't know if it really matters. I don't think we've ever seen the third guy actually play. No. But, like, that third slot is kind of... It could be Kemper. I think Hurt. you kind of hope, like, Carter Hart or Bennington have better years. and. <laughs> they can kind of I don't want Bennington playing for Team Canada. I just like that he might, like, fight somebody. Yeah. Like, <laughs> entertaining to be honest I don't, like, I don't care i don't care if bennington's the third goalie i don't want him on the canadian roster oh, he's gonna fight somebody in the stands if he's the third goalie yeah he's gonna some some guy's gonna piss him off when he's like the backup for the game like like price or flurry's gonna get the night off fully like not even be the backup and he's, gonna belarus. Sit, he's gonna sit on the bench and yeah he's gonna be playing some team like belarus or like Afia or... yeah some one of these one of these lower end teams and one of the fans is gonna like heckle him, and then he's gonna turn around. And he's gonna go, like, oh, "You shut up!" And then the guy's gonna like dump beer on him or something. Then he's gonna <laughs> jump over the glass and like try to kick the guy or something. That'd be hilarious. But yeah, no, I don't want Bennington on the team. I think I think Kemper would probably be. I know he's really. I think we talked about it in the last one. He's not, he's very unhealthy. Uh, yeah, most of the time. It's like ten games, he gets injured, but. If he's able to, I, I read also that they're doing the health insurance this year for the Olympics, which is kind of good. So they, yeah, they, they won't get like screwed over like John Tavares was and Stamkos oh, and yeah. all that stuff. So maybe maybe it might be good if we bring this you know, other goalie with us anyways, maybe a fourth if, if it gets to that or just switch him out for Bennington or if Carter Hart, if, like you were saying, if they both have decent seasons. Being up to it. Yeah. Yeah. Carey Price, Mark Andre Fleury, I'm good with. Yeah. yeah. Um, on defense, that's where mm. some of the the um the question marks are. Yeah, that's the only like, question mark I have really. The it's top pairing that they have slotted in is the Vegas pairing with yeah. Shea Theodore and Petrangelo, which Petrangelo. seems I would want that as my first pairing. Yeah, I have no. The Shea Theodore that. that absolutely made the guy in Montreal I like made everybody on that team freeze. With the fake shot in the playoffs, he, I think I sent it to you guys. He faked out the entire Montreal team and then passed it over to was Riley Smith or somebody like that for the goal, and it was the most disgusting fake out I've ever seen. Well, he did that in the bubble playoffs. He did the, well, not necessarily like the same situation, like freezing the whole team, but he did that. Yeah. He did the fake shot against Vancouver. And he made Besser just completely fall on his ass and almost go to the red line, like center ice, sliding all the way there. I'm like, oh, yeah. It was, it was, it was Shea Theater. It was yeah. Shea Theater. Oh, to, to Martinez. Oh, gosh, that was filthy. Okay, <laughs> uh, yeah. So that's, that's a good top pairing. And then yeah. it, after that, it gets a little. They, it they gets change. a little. Um, yeah, so on the right hand side, they got Kale McCarr, which seems like. Obvious. Have, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, like oh, yeah. that right side is ridiculous. Like Petrangelo, McCarr, and Hamilton. Come on, that's yeah, it's the left little, side then, that gets a little. Yeah, the left side's a little. So iffy. some of the names they got: Jake Chikrin in Arizona, Darnell Nurse, Morgan Riley, um, Thomas Shabbat, 
Adam Pellick. I think, I think Thomas. I think Thomas Shabbat should be on that team. Uh, I watch enough Ottawa games to know that he's. Uh, uh, <laughs> would you rather have him in there over like Nurse or? No, no, no. Sh- I'm just Sh- saying. I just think he should be in there. Yeah, but in the in the the thought. Well, who who are like the mainstays? Like obviously Theodore's the Those four. top pair, and then Those four. Would you Dougie rather Hamilton, have? No, 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 no. We're talking just left side because the right side is pretty secure, um, except for like the fourth right D, because like one of them has Spurgeon and then the other one has Doughty. I'd rather have Spurgeon than Doughty. Yeah. Um, but like the left side, like Shea Theodore is obviously the top left defenseman, and then, um, and there's like Morgan Riley, who would be like a good third pairing maybe, and then have like Nurse be the second pair or Pellick the second pair, and then. Would you rather have Shabbat or Chikrin as the fourth left defenseman? Mm. Assuming that they keep Riley and Nurse. And then like it would be between Shabbat, Chikrin, and Pelic. That's tough. They're all like even the three ones that you just listed off there at the end, like Pelic is yeah, Pelic is amazing. Oh, Chikrin's amazing, and then Shabbat is just an amazing young player. I'm just thinking, like, then, is do you want them all mobile, or do you want like Pelic? Pelic's mobile, but he's a lot bigger than like Shabbat and Riley. And when Pelic is defensive, obviously yeah. he's not. Like, he's he not. Might need that too. Well, we're definitely going to need that, especially like on Olympic size ice, right? Too, but exactly. Do you exactly. Want, the, want the smaller players, or do you want the physical? Get in your kitchen shot kind of guy so another name that i found that i think could be like a dark horse um based on what you guys were talking about like a defensive guy is devontae's mm. I, was, I was thinking of him but i thought i forgot he, he was 10th in ice too, time though. last year and he averaged uh compared to the rest of the league he was i think he was in top 10 for like shorthanded time on ice so he's a pk guy Put up 30 points. He plays the left side, so you could slot him with Makar and have that Colorado connection. Yeah. Wait. Uh, here's Devontae's got traded. I was going to say, Devontae's got traded to Jersey, didn't he? Yeah, but he played with Colorado last year. He did, yes. Yeah, he did, sorry. Um, Yeah. This is why I don't like the options. Like, there's so many options, and like, I would never want to do this. Like, this is my <laughs> job. Like, pick these players to. Well, and it also depends because, like, they do like a mini training camp before they actually start playing games. So obviously, they would, they would have some sort of communication or. A... Well, they would have all of these guys. They would have more guys there than what they would have on their opening day, like roster. Like they would have, um, they would have more guys than what they would put on the on the ice in their first game. So they would have time to see who would pair well with who, and like who just isn't ready for mm-hmm. the Olympics. Because like a guy like Chikrin could could not be ready for the play, for the Olympics. Yeah, like representing his team. Yeah, his country, representing sorry. his country. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. I, like, but, I think they do. Have a reserve squad as well. It's probably going to be like that this year. I don't mm-hmm. like the bubble, but I have, I have no idea. But yeah, I think De- like Devontae's would probably be a 
good dark horse, Dylan. I just thought there was a sleepy candidate because nobody seems to have him on his list, but his numbers are pretty good, especially like relative to other Canadian defensemen. Hmm. I think so. Yeah, those four, those four D there that we said before. Mm-hmm. Theodore um, and Petrangelo and McCarr and yeah. I think like those four Theodore Petrangelo McCarr and Hamilton like those are obvious stays like those guys are not not making the team like how many how many can I have can I have six well you can have six, I think eight? I think it's eight because they need they have two reserves okay so I'm gonna take Pelic I'm gonna take Shabbat I'm gonna take you take Shabbat over Nurse oh, I, I was gonna say Nurse yet yeah. I was gonna say Nurse too. Gee, and then you. And then... I, I had to, I had to remember the candidates. Sorry. And then you so wouldn't you bring Riley. You wouldn't bring Riley. <laughs> uh, maybe he be my he be my. I don't know if Riley uh, has the two way game that the other ones. That's, yeah. that's what I'm kind of getting at too. Like he, I, yeah, I so. Not this past year. This past year, he wasn't as dominant as he was the year prior because he didn't have. Obviously, because we talked about the Leafs earlier, the Leafs didn't have a good. Core until this past season, which still let them down, but yeah, I, I don't know. He'd probably be my last, like my last D if I did want to bring him, but I don't know. Yeah, yeah, then you move, yeah, you move down to the forward group, and it's pretty much the same. It's just like the fourth line guys that are a little, oh, different. The, for, the fourth line could be anybody you want. Just get the, the just take the. Is like well, because like obviously the first, like the top three lines are the same for both lists it's just like which um which line they play with like obviously it's like marchand mcdavid bergeron and then like crosby huberto and then like stone and then o'reilly mckinnon shifley and then point and like this one has marner but then it's like the fourth line left wing and then like the fifth center and fifth wing that they're a little differently that like johnson has couturier as the fourth line left winger and then he has fifth uh center in barzell and then the right wing the fifth right wing is tavares and then button and i love craig button for putting this he put uh bo horvath <laughs> the fourth left winger i'm like yes let's go i mean get him i would probably take bo horvath just for situational... Uh... Well, he's both offense and defense, and he can kill penalties as well. Like, he can do everything. He went face-offs, man. That yeah, guy. he's... Oh, Jesus Christ, that guy can win face-offs. Um, um, and then, like... I think the team's just overloaded with centers. It is. It really is. Like, Absolutely you, like, overloaded. You have Bergeron and McKinnon on the wings. Well, like, come on. Button has Ryan O'Reilly, Mark Shifley, and Braden Point as a line. Like, three yeah. centers. <laughs> you, got, you got the factor, you got Braden Point, and you got... Uh, who's the other one? Shifley. Oh, you got you got gun runner because that's <laughs> if if one of them gets thrown out of the draw, like <laughs> it doesn't matter. It's ridiculous. But like, and then uh, Biden also has Yanni Gord as the fourth line center and Suzuki as the fifth center, like the reserve guy. What was, what was the third line of Tampa? Gord, Goudreau, and uh, oh my god. Holman. Coleman, yeah. Coleman, yeah. Just bring them all on there. Put the third line of Tampa Bay Lightning on that team. <laughs> they would dominate. Exactly. <laughs> put the put the 
two-time Stanley Cup champion Tampa Bay Lightning third line on the team. <laughs> but are, are Coleman and Goudreau Canadian? Yeah. Both of them? Oh, I thought no. Goudreau was American. Yeah, isn't well, isn't Blake um, Coleman from like Texas? <laughs> I don't think so. I, I thought one of them was American. Whatever, we'll freaking bring him over here too. No, we don't want him. Yeah, he's from Plano, Texas. There Ooh. you go. Because he said <laughs> hey, we, we have Tyler Myers, who's he signed in Calgary, and it was like, oh. oh, don't even, don't, no, you shut your mouth, don't even bring up Tyler nice. Myers. Him and Seth, is it Seth Jones or, or I don't he want... has a brother? His brothers, he lives born in Texas and played for Team Canada. Oh, Barker Goodrow's from Toronto. Ooh. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, Blake Coleman's from if... Calgary because he likes Texas so much that he had <laughs> he had to get the Canadian <laughs> Texas. <laughs> oh, oh, right. Right in here. Okay. Oh man. Um, but I mean, like the Ford Group. Besides, like the top three lines, like obviously you're gonna have like the Crosby's, the McDavid's, the Bergeron, the Huberdo, the Marchand, the McKinnon, and then like after that, it's like you can just pick whoever like you would want to like fit your team better. Because like yeah. whoever, whoever you're gonna pick, they're gonna be great players. Like you like in this one list, it's Kateri, Barzell, and Tavares, and then it's Horvat. Gord and Suzuki, like those guys are all phenomenal players. So it's just whatever your team needs. Like, like, um, does the team need guys that can do everything, like defense, offense, faceoffs, penalty kill, power play, or do you need like those speedy young guys that'll score you goals? Yeah, it, it just really depends what the team is looking for from their fourth line or fifth, their reserve players. And those two lists don't include, um. Like Stamkos, uh, Hall, Logan Couture. You're going to put Justin Hall on there? Just. Yeah, no. Justin Hall. Yeah, Hall. You idiot. <laughs> Dude, get your Toronto biased crap out of here. Oh, I just figured you guys had a real hard on for. You didn't even pick Hall. Morgan Riley to be in your decor. Shut your mouth. No, <laughs> you pick Thomas Shabbat over Morgan Riley. And Justin Hall's American, so like, yes, hey, Ben, I remember when me and Dylan were right about them pick, uh, saving Hall over what's oh, his face? Oh, yeah, I don't, I'll never hear the end of it, apparently. So, <laughs> who was it again? Who was the guy that we were saying that they were gonna Dermot? The Dermot, yeah, he, Dumbo. You can't even, you can't even remember what you were getting, you know. Back at me for what do you? Yeah, I'm gonna come at me like you're gonna come at me. Actually, talk talk your game. Dylan and I both said they're definitely gonna save Hall over Dermot. You're like, no, why would they save Dermot? They just signed him to a contract extension. Like, what do you? What do you know why they still signed him to a contract extension? To be honest, but none of us know. Yeah, Um, they should have done it after the expansion draft. It sounded like you said Hall. I heard Hall, not Hall. 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 Yeah. There you go. But I mean, like this Olympic roster, no matter which Ford group you put or what D group you put, like obviously there's the there are there are the mainstay players, like the best players in the HL. But no matter what team they put on, it's gonna be one of, if not the top teams in the whole like uh, Olympics for the for hockey. Unless you have if you have McDavid, McKinnon. If you have McDavid, McKinnon, Crosby, Marchand, Huberdeau, 
McKinnon, Bergeron. Like it, I've been mentioning Barzell, Point. Yeah, Shifley, O'Reilly. I could throw Marner in there. Marner is in there. He's he's a mainstay in both um, Chris Johnson and Craig Buttons. Um, yeah. Or Mike Johnson. And he's a, play- Mike he's Johnson? a good playmaker. Yeah. yeah Mike Johnson, Johnson, yeah. Mike. Yeah, Johnson, yeah. Craig, um, Johnston and then... Johnson. <laughs> Johnson. Yeah, it's annoying. Um, yeah, uh, the forwards seem pretty, you know, interchangeable. I don't even think you have to worry about whoever. You oh. can, who cares who's on that fourth line? Well, like, <laughs> the other three well, lines are... It really doesn't... Stacked. For the for the forward lines, it really doesn't matter who you put with who. It just, like, would you keep Bergeron and Marchand together, like, on the wings, and then have, like, Crosby or McDavid or McKinnon be their center? That's, like, the only thing that I would really think about is, like, oh, do you want to keep Marchand and Bergeron together? Mm, trying to think of the World Cup of Hockey, and did, did they play oh, together yeah. on the same line? I think, they, I think they did. I think it was Crosby, Bergeron, and Marchand. Oh, that line's... That line is like, so weren't they a line at like good. the 05 like World Junior? The, like the World Junior. <laughs> yeah. uh, Marchand wasn't on that team of Bergeron. No, it wasn't Marchand. It was Berg- it, wasn't it Crosby, Bergeron, and then like. Getzlaff or Perry? Yeah, Perry. It was Perry. Yeah, Getzlaff was second line center, I think. Damn, that team, that team was one of the most dominant Canadian World Junior teams of all time. I guess if you have enough speed and skill, like you have enough on those first three lines on that fourth line, I want like utility guys, like you mentioned, like Horvat and yeah, Kitarin, Horvat. Yeah, let's go, Riley. Like these guys who can kill penalties, who can win faceoffs, who can who can do both shut it down. Yeah, who can basically mm-hmm. lock it down once yeah. he's got a lead against one of the more like against a team like Sweden or the Americans or Russia. Yeah, or Russia. Yeah. I mean, when I look at Russia, though, like. Just got forwards, right? They got a couple defense yeah. like defensemen that are yeah. really good, but Sweden yeah, is have, the defense I'm always worried about because they've always had powerful uh, defense. They have double. I mean, they have Headman and Yossi. Yeah. Yossi? Is he Swedish? Is he? He's Finnish. Yeah, he's, I thought he was Finnish. Yeah, but I mean, um, they're gonna have Pedersen. Yeah, Pedersen. Fuck, that's gonna be annoying. Yeah, I don't know. He's coming off his uh, being hurt, so. I really know. Hey, whoa, 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 whoa. He is. He was hurt, and then they just kept him out for longer because there's no point of him really coming back. I don't care. Point. I don't care if he was hurt. The whole team. No, I'm just. I'm just saying he was hurt. I want to see what he's going to do now, like this season. The team sucked anyway. I don't. I don't really care. No. True. Um. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Well, I've, I'm just trying to think of like the USA team. Like obviously, well, the USA team is going to be disgusting. Well, like obviously, yeah, it's going to be a young, fast team. Yeah, they're going to be young as hell. They're going to be super young. Like obviously, they're going to have like Kane on that team, and then they're going to have like yeah, they're going to have Matthews. They're going to have Michael. I well, if he's maybe if he yeah, if maybe. he's healthy, because like he still hasn't gotten approved to do the surgery yet. Like it's I oh, that no, it's, oh it's so stupid oh my god uh, that's another thing I really want to talk about but we've already talked about it I don't want to so talk much. about Buffalo we can literally do a whole podcast on how Buffalo is a terrible team and, and, and how they're and just the, the biggest dumpster fire in the entirety of like the four major sports teams since like the Cleveland Browns went zero and sixteen or something it's ridiculous sorry just going back to the American team like that look the TSN has a projected roster and like that looks like the best. 
American Olympic team, I think. Like never. Yeah. Like Hellebuck and Gibson and Nett. Oh, their goalie, their goalies are so good. If oh. I can just steal one of their goalies. On defense, they have Slavin, McAvoy, Warinsky, Jones, McDonough, Fox, Carlson, and Quinn Hughes. Like <laughs> <laughs> they, have, they have Thatcher Demko as their third goalie. Get the They're, like you know how we have the question marks about the goaltending. We, they have zero question marks going they, forward. For well, Hellebuck is Hellebuck. Hellebuck's their number one. That's like that's not even a question. At least right now, like. Would you rather have Gibson or Demko as your two? That's a tough question. This is like, Campbell as the number three. Yeah. <laughs> what? Oh, we just get us. They won a lot of games in a row. That's Toronto Fight bias. Me. I don't believe that. That's <laughs> that's crap. Get out. Get that crap out of here. This one. I. What's this one by? I'm looking at another one by the. What the hell is? It? Oh yeah, the hockey writers. This one has. Um. The projected pairings is like Wierenski and Jones, like at the Columbus duo back, and then yeah. Hughes, Hughes and Carlson. I would not put Hughes as second pair over like Slavin or Krug, but like Jesus, oh, this, one even have Krug. <laughs> this this decor is crazy. Wierenski, Jones, Hughes, Carlson, Slavin, McAvoy, Krug, and Suter. Jesus, they didn't even include Adam Fox, who won the yeah, like where I was about to say, Friggin Norris, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Take out Suter and put in freaking Fox. Seth Jones, man. Yeah, Seth Jones is not top pair over Carlson oh. or McAvoy. Get out of here. Brian Suter. Take Suter out of there and put <laughs> put put Fox there. Like that's ridiculous. Yeah. How is their center core not that great? They have in this one they yeah, have got Matthews, Eichel, Larkin, JT Miller, and Jack Hughes. How is their center core? You're gonna not throw that Jack great? Hughes. You're gonna throw Jack Hughes. I mean, it looks like he's gonna be uh, the, the fifth forward, yeah, um, or whatever. Um, wow, yeah, Brock Bessler, second pair right wing. Let's go, or second line right wing. Let's go. Yeah, the, the pairing there of that one. Yeah. yeah, Debrinket on this one's their fifth. JT um, Miller and then the two Kachuk <laughs> brothers. Yes. Oh my god, that's the most greasiest line <laughs> ever. Holy crap. They're they're literally gonna destroy this tournament. <laughs> they're gonna make it a mockery. Could you imagine uh, the Kachuk uh, yes. brothers on the same line? It's gonna oh, be Bash man. brothers. Just, just <laughs> it's gonna be Mighty they're, Ducks. They're gonna be the hands. Gonna be Mighty Ducks at the Junior Commonwealth Games or whatever the heck. That line is gonna be the Hanson line. That's ridiculous. The Junior Goodwill Games. Yeah, they do. <laughs> well, they played Trinidad and Tobago. Wow. Teams in that, like Canada was even in that. Nope. They're like, yeah, we can't put this uh, great superpower of a hockey program into uh, this movie. This wouldn't make sense. We can't yeah, lose. We gotta lose to Iceland. A teenager that I realized Iceland is trash at hockey. Like, for, I always thought they were good because of that movie. Because of uh, Gunnar Stahl. Yeah. yeah. And the dentist. Well, I just thought he was a long lost uh, Stahl brother. Oh yeah, you know, like their their family moved from Iceland to Canada and just left Gunner <laughs> back there. <laughs> the goalie, yeah, goalie, um, yeah, goalie, goalie's no problem. Defense, yeah, they they don't have any worries. Defense is not a worry at all. Like we can literally build their defense to 
Okay, I okay the maybe forwards, they're, they're bottom just like the just like the Canadian roster. They're bottom. Oh forwards. my, okay, they're I, interchangeable. I don't like this. I don't like this website anymore. I'm looking at the can the Canadian roster, and they have Bennington as a second goalie, and they don't even have Mark Andre Fleury on this. Oh no, right, I'm not. I don't. I don't trust this one. Then. Get me the. Get me Who out of here. Who are these hockey writers? Yeah, it's literally called. It's probably, just, the it's probably Steve writers. Simmons or something like that. Just like, oh, okay, have, well, they have Shea Weber on the team. He's not even playing next year. <laughs> He's gonna <laughs> retire. Oh, that veteran leadership. They have Morgan Riley's first pair left D. Get the <laughs> hell. Up. Get the. Oh Jesus Christ. Okay. Yeah, we're not. We're not following that. I think ours. Uh, I think ours was. Oh, don't ever go to that. Go to TSNs. That's so ridiculous. Oh, we'll just go somewhere else other than that website. Oh my god, they Bennington um, as a second goalie. Get the hell out of here. Yeah, well, I think the U.S. is going to be the. I think we kind of already know. Nah, Team Canada all the way. I don't know. I think the U.S. is going to be U.S. and Canada. Obviously. Oh, oh, easily unless like Sweden or I think like you know, Russia. The, state, the states can't match Canada's offensive fire. No way. No, I thought there's not that I could see in that terrible projection. But... I thought their forward group would have looked so much better than what it actually looked like. Like I didn't expect. Um, who was it? I didn't expect Jack Hughes to be on that list. So did I. I thought he's. I thought like literally he's. I thought that. What, I thought 20? they would have had one. Yeah, like 21, 20. I think he's twenty. It's a little. That's ridiculous. Has he even did he even play in the World Juniors? Uh, like he, yeah, he did. Did he, just, did he? Okay, because I don't, I really don't even remember him on the team, like on yeah. the U.S. team. But I don't. Again, once the once the tournament kind of concludes, I don't really remember who. Unless they were like a very predominant player, like Matthews or Varus or somebody like that came out of it. Um, but yeah, Jack Hughes is a little young to throw. Onto a U.S. Olympic team, but you never really know. Um, it seems like they really want to go young, really young. I think they kind of have to. Yeah, they have a choice. I thought, yeah, I, I agree with you guys. I thought that their offensive, like their forwards, were a lot deeper than that. Garrier. <laughs> um, like okay, yeah. Looking at TSN's list. For the U.S. team, this looks a lot better. Actually, no, it doesn't. Uh, yeah, this, okay. <laughs> Actually, no, it doesn't. <laughs> Not really, because they have McDonough in over Krug. I mean, okay. McDonough's great. Like, he's good defense. I mean, he, he really showed it in this last. But, uh, like, they have Fox on this list, so that's already a point. That's good. Them. They have Jack Campbell you know, as third goalie, not over. Not... How? Okay. Ben, take your bias out of your head. I right didn't now. do anything. No, 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 no. I'm asking. I'm asking you a question. Would you rather have Demko or Campbell be the third goalie for U.S. if you Demko. were a U.S. supporter? Demko. Exactly. This. How the hell do you have Jack Campbell over Dr. Demko? Like, who is he this? Won Eleven games in a row. And then lost the in the US first round. If they're relying on either of those guys as they're come the Olympics, then like, yeah, you have a little bit of an issue. Okay, <laughs> yeah, Dem- they've got bigger yeah, issues to work. Demko about. has the potential to be their th- their second goalie over Gibson. Jack Campbell, but, more than likely not, does not have a chance to be the second. goalie. You got to remember the, the Olympics are only like five months away. Yeah, so there's not much. We don't have time for potential. We have time for hey, we need to win a. Oh no, I'm talking about like in, in training camp, like their little mini camp before the Olympics start. Yeah. Like where I they, mean, it's obviously going to be Hellebuck starting every single. Obviously, game. unless like they're playing like a garbage team like Lavia or I, I Kazakhstan. Think, I, I mean, I 
Kazakhstan, yeah. <laughs> um, I forgot that Kazakhstan actually is. Yeah, they get demolished every game. Yeah. Right now, what's going on is the world is the I think the Olympic qualifiers for the. Yeah. The it's Olympics? like yeah, yeah, I think I think that's going on right now. Yeah. Get like I saw, like Nikolai so... Ehlers just keep freaking pounding other teams with Denmark. <laughs> um. I, I, the U.S. is obviously always our major rival, even though there's a bunch of other t- countries that are very good. Um, I think it's going to go. I hope. I hope we win. I swear. I hope we win. If the NHL, if the NHL players go, then I think Canada's easily the number the empowering. Since yeah. I think they would definitely be number one. They just have they have depth at every single position. Very like, interchangeable. Very oh yeah, especially like with with the US team, like with their forward group, like yeah, they they're kind of interchangeable, but not as interchangeable as the Canadian team. Like, yeah, JT Miller could be uh like third line center if Jack Eichel doesn't make it because of his because of his potential surgery. So then it, it would go Larkin at second line center and then Miller at third line center and then Jack Hughes at fourth line center. Like, do you really want Jack Hughes as your fourth line center in the Olympics? Like, I know that that line probably won't play that much. I just think but... if he gets run into by like, I know he plays in the NHL, but if he just gets absolutely pounded by Petrangelo or Theodore, any of like, we, we bring or in the big Dougie boys. Hamilton. Yeah, we bring in the big boys again. Yeah. Like, uh, and then just absolutely. We, that's what Canadian hockey is. We just, Cycle the puck, and we or or he gets dominated, or he gets dominated by the fourth line center of the Canadian team, which will be like Bo Horvat or, or who Ryan was the O'Reilly. other? Yeah, Ryan O'Reilly. Like, come on, Ryan O'Reilly would absolutely demolish that kid. Ryan O'Reilly would make that kid not want to play in the NHL anymore. Well, he's called the factor for a reason. Or even like, or even like Shifley. Like, come on, or Point. Be like, I'm coming to get you. Yeah, really. Like, <laughs> what? Well, like, because, you know, I, I just picture, whenever I think of Shifley now, I just think of him absolutely running. Uh, running Jake over Jake Evans. So I just think he of him. Still, just... Does he still have one game left in his suspension? Yes. Yeah, he's going to miss <laughs> the first game of the regular season. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. But yeah. I, I Yeah, Canada number one, then US two. Three and four, I think it's going to be Sweden, then Russia. Or yes. the, uh, the whatever or... ROC or whatever they're called. Cause... Yeah, ROC. Yeah. Um, Russian Olympic Committee or something like that. Um, Finland. Oh, Finland could be sneaky. Uh, oh. mm, I don't know about that one. Who's their best player? I, again. Question. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You can ask. Yeah. yeah. Ask. Um, no, but they got Barkov. Yeah, I, know, I, I think Sweden could be kind of scary good. That's why I put Sweden third. Well, Sweden, they're... Jesus, they're actually so good. What's their goalies, though? Like, what's... Like... Well, it ain't, it ain't Lungfist anymore. A happy retirement to... Be like Mark Robin Leonard. It could be Mark, yeah. Leonard Markstrom. Oh, damn. Leonard Markstrom. That's actually good. And then Olmark as their third. Damn, that's actually not bad. Good. That's actually really good. Yeah, and then their decor is like, oh, it's like decent. It's like Hedman, Carlson, 
Dolly and Klingberg, uh, Hampus Lindholm, and then Jonas Brodin, and then Ekman Larsen as their seventh defenseman, and then uh, Oscar Kleffbaum as their eighth. But then their forward <laughs> group, man. Holy hell. Their, fir- their forward group is pretty good. They got, they got like, Zabanajad, Nylander, and Linus Cog as their first line, and then Philip Forsberg, Pedersen, and Arvidsson as their second line, and then Victor Olofsson, Nicholas Backstrom, Elias Lindholm, third line, Andre Burkowski, William Carlson, Ricard Raquel as their fourth line, and then they have uh, Joel Eriksson as their fifth center, and then Andre Adrian Kempe as their... Uh, I like Adrian Kempe. Yeah, Kempe's great. He just needs a couple more years, and then he'll be fucking amazing. But I think the the Russian team is also going to be just a. It's going to be a all out offensive juggernaut. Yeah, they got Mal- they go. yeah, Genny Malkin and Ovechkin. Yeah, oh, that's all they Malkin really. Just taking that's swing. all. Malkin taking swings at everybody. That's all they really. Oh yeah, and Kucherov. Damn. And Kucherov and Panarin and Shvechnikov and Panarin Tarasenko Tarasenko. Ah. Their their top two don't really have a lot like Zadorov. Yeah, they have. Oh, and Provorov. Provorov. Oh, oh, Jesus! Their decor is actually not bad. They Provorov, Orlov, Sergachev, Zadorov, Romanov, and then Zaitsev. It's not horrible. Zaitsev. <laughs> and then of course, and then and then, and then obviously they have Vasilevsky, and that. Yeah, and if, if you if you manage to score so goals past Vasilevsky, you'll probably be able to get past the defense. Well, I mean, Provorov, their top two pairing is is pretty. Well, I mean, good. if Zaitsev's out there for more than like five minutes, well, maybe. Zaitsev <laughs> is their is their sixth defenseman. Okay, it's well, they have Provorov and Orlov as their first pairing, then they have Sergachev and Zadorov as their second yeah. second pair. So it's not horrible, but I mean, oh. like they have Vasilevsky and Samsonov, like that's a pretty good. Goaltending duo, and then they have Bobrovsky as their third for obvious reasons. Yep. Um, but like the Russia's top two lines are like really good, but then after that, it's not really that great, other than Sveshnikov and Radulov. Like, I've never even heard of any of the bottom pair or any of the how is Kaprizov not in this team? Come on, Bruch. Oh, I don't like this list. I really don't. They have <laughs> Buchnevich is on it. They have Ku, they have Kaprizov and Buchnevich as extras. Yet they have Dadanov as fourth line right wing. Oh, daddy! Get, get your get pull your head out of your ass, people. <laughs> Twice he said that. <laughs> yeah, the people need to pull their heads out of their ass. Like obviously their first their first two lines: Ovechkin, Malkin, Kucherov, then Tarasenko, and Nemestikov, and Panarin, and then they have Svechnikov and Radulov. But then they have. Barbashev as their third line center. Like, come on. What team does he even play for? I don't know. <laughs> Who the hell are these What's two his guys? first name? Philip? Ivan. Ivan? Ivan Barbashev. No idea who that is. I have no idea who that is. That could be a fake name. I have who no the idea hell? who that is. Oh, you ready for you thought that last name was ready for you ready for this name? Valerian Nikushkin? Vadim Shipachov. I don't know. <laughs> I don't even know how to say that name. What is it? But Sh- Vadim Shipachov. He was the guy who. Um, He's thirty-four. Vegas, yeah, Vegas signed him like the first year that they were a team, and he played like five games, and then 
screwed off back to Russia. What are you supposed and to they, do? And they have Kaprizov and Bushnevich on their freaking extras, and they have I, a 34-year-old guy that isn't even in the NHL. He puts up like 60-something points in the KHL. Like he's, yeah, he's but a that's the KHL, KHL guy. That's the KHL. He, he played three games for the Golden Knights and scored a goal, and then he was like, so "Yeah, I'm nice. going back." Would <laughs> you rather? But they have Nikita Gusev as their fourth line left wing. I would rather have Buchnevich and Kaprizov in over that guy. Jesus, freaking Kovalchuk. Oh, Kovalchuk. No, I don't want him playing. Yeah, he won the Gagarin Cup last year again. So, oh, I mean, he's, he's a. He's a Every time Kovalchuk, I remember watching him play in the World Championships. That's the tournament they love to win. And he scored the winning goal. And I think it was 2005 or 2006 because Cam Ward was in that. Um, yeah, it was a. Uh, Russians like to, you know, show up with like a very powerful offense and then have a mediocre defense Ooh. and then really good goalie. Okay, not gonna lie. Finland could be good, but their defense is really bad. Other than Heis- I was gonna say, they got other, other than Heiskanen and Ristolainen, like they aren't that great after that. They have Oli Mata in their decor. That's how bad it is. Oh. So, like, their goaltending is actually not bad. They have Rask and Soros. I put Soros in front of Rask. Yeah, I put Soros in front of Rask. And they also have Corpusalo as well. Yeah. Ah. But like their four groups, pretty damn good. Yeah, we got we got we got who's winning and who's second, third. Yeah. We're only getting the medals, anyways. Yeah, <laughs> I think Finland would oh, be. I like... hope. I swear, this better not be another Torino. So. Oh shut up, Finland. Hey. Finland would be like the fourth hey. or fifth team. I feel like I just feel like their defense is not good at all. Not good enough to win any medal. Can you remember? I gotta look up. Sorry, one last thing. I want to look up the two thousand six. Canadian Olympic team. Marty Turco was the third goalie. <laughs> I love Marty Turco. Marty Turco is awesome. Okay. Joe Thornton, St. Louis, Ryan Smith, Sackick, Richards, Brad Richards, Nash, LeCavalier, Jerome McGinley, Heater, Simone Gagne, mm. Chris Draper, Shane Doan, Bertuzzi. <laughs> Robin Regeer, Wade oh. Red, Chris Pronger, Brian McCabe, Adam Foote, Dave Omeister, Rob Blake, Turco, Luongo, Berger. Ooh, Berger and Luongo, damn. I think they finished sixth that year. They finished sixth? Yeah, because they didn't take, it's controversial, they didn't take like Spezza, they didn't take Crosby. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say, where the hell is Crosby? Um, defenseman Dan Boyle and forwards Jason Spezza and Eric Stahl were selected as reserves in case of injury. I would have put Jason Spezza in there at that point. Yeah, over like Chris Draper and freaking Todd Bertuzzi. Yeah, Bertuzzi. Scott, like Scott Niedermeyer and Ed Jovanovski were originally selected, but due to injuries, were replaced by Bo Meester and Brian McCabe. Ridiculous. I mean, Bo Meester is he was Bo you know, good. really Bo good. Yeah, Bo Meester is good. He's not Scott Niedermeyer. <laughs> <laughs> so he's like not the, Scott Niedermeyer. Well, then, like the goaltending was really good with Broder and Luongo and Turco. Yeah. That's a good goaltending core. But like, yeah, like, how do you not have Crosby there? Yeah, I don't think he was even rookie year. Yeah, but he still lit it up his rookie year. Uh, no, he got drafted in what two thousand five? Yeah, two thousand five. So it would have been like he would have done pretty good, but I don't think they wanted to give him the chance. That's why I'm trying to think with like Jack Hughes because that playing. was. Gretzky was doing the picks again. Like, yep. 
he was the, I don't know what you call it, the GM of the team. Mm-hmm. And like that team gets flat because they basically took all the old men. Instead of, instead of going, there's a lot of there's yeah. a lot of seventies birthdays in this. <laughs> yeah, a lot. Like one, two, three. Twelve nineteen seventies birthdays. Oh. Duh. This mm. bring, I, I just got a thing that said Bo Horvat says playoffs are a must. No <laughs> shit. Like duh. To thank you. Thank you for telling every Vancouver. Truth. Yeah, thank you for telling every Canuck fan what we've been saying for since last year. Like you're like, yeah. Thanks, Horvat. We not like we didn't know that already. Right, that's what we're gonna call it. <laughs> Jesus, we did. We talked for a really long time about literally nothing because there's really like when that? it comes to the NHL. Well, there's literally nothing. Well, like with up to date stuff, other than like the yeah. Couturier and um, the I mean, Sveshnikov signing. That's pretty much it. And then um, and then Dominic Cahoon not returning to Edmonton. Ooh, yeah, that's dude. important. You guys are screwed. You're really not. <laughs> I know you're not. <laughs> I saw that was funny. I just saw it pop up. I'm like, oh. And I was like, oh. Big actually, news. Not really. Page. So, yeah. I guess we'll wrap it up there. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, yeah, thanks for listening. Um, follow us on Facebook. Yeah, if you want to give us a follow on Facebook. Um, that's where we've been posting the episodes and links and stuff. Um, yeah, you can find all us your friends. on all the, <laughs> obviously you can find us on all the podcast things because you're listening this far. So yeah, hopefully, hopefully you know where to, to listen this, to this far. Um, so yeah, I guess, uh, we'll catch you next time. Bye. Go Leafs. Go get out of here. <laughs>